Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Heavy, but temperatures will be safely above freezing. 36 to 42 degrees starting out Friday morning, 45 to 49 degrees for the afternoon with clearing skies late. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Springfield at 48, Farragut Square 46, Laurel 43, and a few of us down to the upper 30s. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up tonight on WTOP, a police officer shoots and kills a man in Suitland after answering a call for breaking and entering. There won't be a casino in Northern Virginia anytime soon. The bill to build one in Tyson's is stalled. The commanders choose their new head coach. He hails from the Dallas Cowboys. We're following the latest developments around the hiring of Dan Quinn. Called racial slurs at their home, their landlord did nothing. I'm Scott Gelman. D.C. gives Metro a funding boost as the agency faces a $750 million budget shortfall. Most Asia-Pacific markets are trading higher. 12 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz. Several people have died in the crash of a single-engine plane into a mobile home in Clearwater, Florida. Fire Chief Scott Ellers. The crews did a phenomenal job in getting the fire knocked down very quickly, and um, it ensued several structures. Three definitely that had some uh, fire damage, a fourth one with possibility of fire damage. Much of California is getting pummeled by the first of two back-to-back storms. The Weather Channel meteorologist Chris Warren. Another atmospheric river, another round of rain, and with it, the multiple threats that we're going to see when we end up getting this much rain, uh, up to perhaps a foot of rain, feet of snow in the mountains, but it's the rain that could cause some flash flooding. CBS News Los Angeles reporter Rick Montanez is on a snowy mountain in Southern California. The wind has also picked up, so uh, conditions are a bit tough. It is cold. Plows are out, uh, clearing the roads, but chains, you are going to need them. And, of course, take your time getting up the mountain. The mother of the Oxford, Michigan school shooter testified in her involuntary manslaughter trial. Jennifer Crumley said her husband was responsible for the guns in their home. I just didn't feel comfortable being in charge of that. It was more his thing, so I let him handle that. I didn't feel comfortable putting the lock thing on it. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin has addressed his recent prostate cancer diagnosis and the hospitalization that was kept secret for days. I should have told the president about my cancer diagnosis. I should have also told my team and the American public. And I take full responsibility. I apologize to my teammates and to the American people. The Oregon Supreme Court has upheld a voter-approved law that means 10 Republican state senators who staged a walkout cannot run for re-election. More from KXL's Brett Recamp. The Oregon Constitution was amended in 2022 by Measure 113 to say if a lawmaker had 10 or more unexcused absences in any session, they could not run for office again once their term was over. Political science professor from Pacific University, Dr. Jim Moore, says the senators are all instantly lame up. Remember, it's already gone into the federal system, and the federal system said, no, it is not a free speech issue. You can't bring it here and challenge it on the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Dr. Moore says last session's Republican walkout to deny a quorum was over hot-button issues like gun rights and transgender health. A group of 30 employees and teachers at a middle school in northern Kentucky near Cincinnati have won a million-dollar Powerball prize. They've been playing the same Powerball numbers since 2019, and now those numbers have finally hit. The group matched five. Five numbered balls, but miss the Powerball. This is CBS News.
Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. WTOP at 1203. Friday morning, the 2nd of February, 2024. Welcome in. Mostly cloudy, chilly this overnight early morning. Veronica says by daybreak, the low should be 37 to 42 Friday. We're at 43 right now. Good morning to you. And Dean Lane, we thank you for taking us along for your midnight hour Friday morning ride. Topping the stories we're following for you locally this morning, a Prince George's County police officer shot and killed a man in Suitland on Thursday evening last night. Police say this morning officers were called to an apartment complex at the time located on Suitland Road around 5.30 p.m. yesterday for the report of someone breaking and entering at the time when the officer arrived on scene they say they entered the apartment, got into a verbal exchange with the man, apparently. Prince George's County Police Chief Malik Aziz says this morning at some point the officer shot the suspect. That adult male sustained fatal injuries and the officer uh, rendered aid but was unable uh, to uh, revive that suspect uh, who he had encountered. A gun was recovered at the location. The officer was not injured during that encounter. The Maryland Attorney General's Independent Investigations Division is now investigating Friday morning. WTOP at 12.04. A bill that would allow Fairfax County locally to host a casino is being shelved until at least next year. Fairfax Now is reporting this morning that a Virginia Senate subcommittee voted on Thursday to stop a bill from moving forward so that a more in-depth analysis can be done on the issue. The bill was introduced by State Senator David Marsden, who says Virginia is losing tax revenue to people traveling to other locations to gamble. While some lawmakers supported the bill, several civic groups and homeowner associations and Tysons have expressed opposition. Now, this vote keeps the bill alive until at least 2025. Meantime, we have some big news this morning from Ashburn. The Washington Commanders have found their new head coach, and he has ties one of Washington's most bitter rivals, Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, will be the next man in charge of the Commanders. WTOP Commanders beat reporter our own George Wallace explains this morning what Quinn needs to do right out of the gate. First thing you have to do is hire an offensive coordinator. You have to put together your staff. More importantly, offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, because we've been saying all day the team has the number two overall pick. And I would, you know, 95% say they're going to go with a quarterback. I want to Mm -hmm. say for certain, Mm -hmm. but it's one of those positions that you need to have locked up and be very strong with because especially since he is a defensive oriented coach. But again, he's a head coach. He's not running the offense, not running the defense. He is a leader of this football team and who you hire on your staff is now very, very important. So how do Commanders fans feel this morning about the decision? WTOP's Mike Marillo was out in Bethesda this week hearing People's strong opinions. Yeah, this is the worst decision ever. Here at Tommy Joe's, Johnny Wilson says he's done his research. No head coach has ever had more second-half losses than this guy that we're picking from Dallas. And when it comes to the team, we need we need new, young, we got to stop hiring awful people who just have no idea about football. <laughs> Carson Schneider says this feels eerily familiar. I assume that it's going to be the same as always, where... Everybody in town is going to get disappointed just the same. It's probably going to be another rough three or four years until they make some dumb change again. Another new coach. In Bethesda, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Talk transportation to 1206 Friday morning on WTOP. Is D.C. about to step in to save Metro? On that issue, Mayor Muriel Bowser writes in a letter to Metro's board, the district can provide up to $200 million in additional funding 
to help close Metro's big $750 million budget gap that they're looking at right now. Bowser says along with proposed contributions from Maryland and Virginia, the money should be enough to let Metro avoid drastic service cuts. But she says also Metro must do its part, including reviewing its staffing levels and cutting costs. The letter was co-signed by D.C. Council Chair Phil Mendelson and Council Member Charles Allen, who heads the Council's Transportation Committee. WTOP at 12.07. Management at a D.C. apartment building did nothing, apparently, when two black women reported they were harassed by a white man who lived in their building. That's according to a new lawsuit filed recently by the D.C. Attorney General's office. It happened at Waterside Towers in southwest D.C. Alicia Lendon says the D.C. Attorney General is suing UDR, which manages the building. UDR took no action to protect these women from the persistent harassment that was happening in the building. In one instance, the lawsuit says the man made a gun with his hand and pointed it at one of the women. He almost hit the other woman when she was in a crosswalk and then yelled racial slurs and spit in her face in July of 2020. The worst words and the worst epithets that you can think of were hurled at both of these women. The women reported the behavior to the company, but the lawsuit says that nothing changed. Last year, the man was convicted of a hate crime. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. WTOP has contacted the property management company in this case for comment. On the lawsuit thus far, we've not heard back. Good Friday morning. It is Friday, finally, February 2nd. Welcome into WTOP. Time now is 12.08. Glad you're Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the gates and when it breaks, good morning to Ken Berger. This early hour with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Good morning, Dean. Thank you very much. And uh, we're still dealing with this crash on uh, southbound I-295. It's right at Zootland Parkway. All lanes are closed. Traffic is being diverted coming across the freeway bridge over the Anacostia River onto northbound DC-295. So you have to go north on DC-295 if you come across the two bridges across the Anacostia River, the 11th Street Bridge or the freeway bridge. You cannot go southbound. There's a resulting oil spill from this accident. A sand truck is on the scene to help out with the cleanup. And uh, so just be prepared for the closure of that. Uh, they say it could be reopened within the next hour or so. We will, of course, check back with them. And believe it or not, there are other things going on in and around the district, including the work zone. Northbound 95 at Dale Boulevard, right lane is getting by the bridge work. Also, northbound 95 north of Quantico, two right lanes are closed because of pothole patching operations. In Spotsylvania County, 95 south of US-1 to just north of US-1, ongoing bridge inspection operations. The center lane, right lane are closed, both northbound and south. Southbound 395 in either direction between Seminary Road and Duke Street for the maintenance operations. Right lane and right shoulder are mobile alternate enclosures again in either direction. Duke Street and Alexandria on the ramp to South Van Dorn Street. The right outside lane and the right shoulder mobile alternate enclosures. That's also in both directions. Go electric to Fitzway looking for an electric car. Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at Fitzmall. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Still ahead after traffic and weather and your money news on WTOP this midnight hour Friday morning. We'll bring you the latest on the crisis in the Middle East. Some stray showers possible this early Friday morning. Temperatures will be between 36 and about 42 degrees. Your shower chance will last until really mid to late morning. Otherwise, just a sprinkle or two for the early afternoon. Skies will clear gradually throughout the day with highs just shy of 50. 
50 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We're at 43 degrees this midnight hour, Friday morning, February 2nd, here at WTLP. Brought to you this morning by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTOP at 1210. We bring you money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Jeff. Placement firm Challenger Gray and Christmas says U.S. companies announced 82,000 layoffs last month, more than double December. Zoom is cutting 2% of its workforce. Yankee Candles eliminating hundreds of jobs. The National Retail Federation says the average Valentine's Day budget is $185, led by flowers, dinner out, and jewelry. The Dow rallied 370 points Thursday. The S&P 500 and NASDAQ gained one and a quarter percent. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Asian stocks mixed this first midnight check, mainly higher this morning, with the exception of the Shanghai, which is down 20 points this hour. The Nikkei is up by 215. The Kospi is up 58 points. The Hang Seng is up 91. Good morning. Glad you're in with us. 12 to 11 on WTOP. Welcome. Stomach cancer is often misdiagnosed as acid reflux, indigestion, or an ulcer. Because of this, most stomach cancers are found in late stages when there are little to no options left for treatment. I'm not a health care provider, just a young mother who lost her husband to this cruel disease. If you or a loved one is experiencing persistent symptoms that can be really common, such as heartburn, having trouble swallowing, or indigestion, you should seek help with a gastroenterologist as soon as possible. You can also contact nostomachforcancer.org for more information. Stay up to date with WTOP News and 7 News First Alert Weather. You're with WTOP, Dean Lane. Cabinet Discounters, we truly love what we do. Transforming kitchens, bathrooms, basements, any room. Creating new ways to help you achieve your vision and all within your budget. Visit one of our seven showrooms. Sit down with an experienced designer and build the kitchen or bathroom of your dreams. Call or go online today and schedule a free consultation at CabinetDiscounters.com. It's Cabinet Discounters, proud to serve you for over 40 years. Cabinet With just one touch, you can listen live to WTOP on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Download the WTOP app and choose it in your car's display so you never miss the stories you want to know, the local news you need to know, or the traffic you want to avoid. WTOP News. Facts matter on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org, insured by NCUA. It's Friday, February 2nd, finally. Welcome in, everybody. Glad you're with us this early morning. If you're just joining us, it'll be mostly cloudy this overnight, early morning. Still chilly. Veronica says by daybreak on your Friday morning, low should be somewhere between 37 and 42. We're at 43 in our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. Glad you're with us this morning. 1214 on WTOP. Welcome in. This is WTOP News. This morning, we're following the latest, of course, of the crisis in the Middle East, bringing you up to date here at WTOP Friday morning. President Joe Biden has this week signed an executive order that lets the U.S. impose new sanctions on Israeli settlers and potentially Israeli politicians and government leaders involved in violent attacks against Palestinians. In some cases, the attacks have been deadly. This morning, Axios World Editor... Lauren Whitney Gottbreath explains the meaning and timing of this decision by the White House. 
In terms of this particular executive order, we know that it was weeks in the making. This issue of settler violence against Palestinians in the occupied West Bank has been something that Biden has continued to bring up with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu during phone calls. And it did reach sort of unprecedented levels, particularly at the end of last year. And that being said, this is sort of an unprecedented order uh, in the fact that this is one of the strongest measures that a U.S. administration has taken, particularly on this issue and, and against Israelis surrounding violence against Palestinians. So in that sense, it can go without saying that it came on the day that President Biden traveled to Michigan, where we know there's the country's largest Arab American and Muslim populations, who are many of whom are extremely outraged at the president's policy on the war. So while that might indeed be a coincidence, um, you know, it is worth noting that uh, this order did come uh, on the day that he made that visit. A very uh, astute observation on your part, as always. What does this do to the Biden-Netanyahu relationship or the U.S.-Israeli relationship? I continue to uh, struggle to fully understand the push and pull and whether they're allies or enemies. I, I guess it depends on the day and how uh, how tense these uh, these arguments get. Yeah, and, and, you know, something that we know, my colleague Brock Ravid has been told by multiple U.S. officials that there is increasing frustration on the part of not just the administration, but President Biden in particular over the continued effort of Israel's war, particularly as the civilian death toll continues to go up in Gaza. You know, I, I think the administration is quite angry that some of the things that they are pushing Israel is rejecting. Um, so that frustration continues to build. And, I, you know, I do think this executive order is also a sign of that. Another related topic here, satellite photos are showing new demolition along a half-mile deep path on the Gaza Strip's border with Israel. The destruction is coming as Israel has said it wants to set up a buffer zone there, further tearing away at land claimed by the Palestinians. And, of course, this again is being done over international objections. Uh, can we add the buffer zone to this list of disagreements between the U.S. and Israel and, and perhaps uh, more immediately here? What does the buffer zone represent or what, what could it lead to? In terms of the administration being against this buffer zone, that's exactly right. They've been against it since sort of planning began to emerge in, in media that this was being planned by the Israeli military. And again, yesterday, the State Department reiterated that they are against this buffer zone. In terms of what it means, it means a number of things. For Palestinians, it means more loss of land in southern Gaza. This land that they're planning, or it appears that they're planning to use as a buffer zone, is farmland that's very important to the Gaza economy once this war would be over. To the north, it's residential homes that are being demolished, many of them already partially destroyed from the war itself. So that it will have an extreme effect on uh, Palestinians even long after this war is over. In terms of what the Israelis are saying, as they say it's necessary, it may be temporary, although, you know, they've said these things before and, and they've largely been permanent, but uh, they say it's necessary to prevent another attack like October 7th on uh, Israeli communities that are along the Israel-Gaza border. That's Axios World Editor Lauren Whitney Gottbreath on WTOP speaking with our Dimitri Sotic. Quick look at the top stories early Friday morning. We're following for you on WTLP. The Washington Commanders land Dan Quinn as their brand new head coach. He comes here from the Dallas Cowboys, where he was the defensive coordinator. An investigation underway locally in Prince George's County after an officer shot a man followed, following a call for a burglary. And the U.S. is prepping and preparing the U.S. is preparing what the Pentagon calls a multi tiered response to the deadly drone strike. 
That one that took place in U.S. military base in Jordan last weekend. We'll have more in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Good Friday morning, February 2nd. Glad you're with us here at WTOP. Time now, 1218. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, traffic first. Good morning to Ken Berger and the WTOP Traffic Center. Good morning, Dean. Good morning, everybody. Latest update, southbound I-295, still closed at Suitland Parkway with the resulting oil spill. Uh, trucks are on the scene, sand trucks on the scene to help with that cleanup. Traffic being diverted from the two bridges across the Anacostia River onto northbound at DC-295. You cannot go southbound. You cannot go southbound onto I-295 southbound because of the closure of the crash at Suitland Parkway. And we'll check in. Hopefully that will be uh, reopened um, in a little while, they say. But right now it is still shut down. Other things going on, including in Chevy Chase, two lanes northbound Wisconsin Avenue at uh, west at uh, westbound East West Highway, remain shut down because of the ongoing utility work. Also, one lane of westbound 410 remains closed because of that utility work. And then Georgia Avenue northbound after Forest Glen Road, one lane getting by the emergency road work on the Beltway in Loop in Virginia at the Dulles Tow Road for bridge rehab operations. The center lane and the right lane. Block and then on eastbound toll road over the beltway, you're going to find the left shoulder left lane blocked on the outer loop after the American Legion Bridge. Maintenance operations right lane is closed, and then the outer loop express lanes between the north entrance and the south entrance to the express lanes. Watch for mobile alternate enclosures along the far left side for roadside maintenance operations. 395 in either direction between Seminary Road and Duke Street for maintenance work. Right lane, right shoulder, mobile alternate enclosures. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP traffic. Coming right. Right up in the minutes ahead, this midnight hour for you on WTOP. Patients and oncologists have a new tool to try to stay ahead of cancer. I'm Neil Augenstein. Expect a few stray showers around the area this early Friday morning. Temperatures will be between 36 and about 42 degrees. We'll keep that chance of a little bit of rain through at least the morning hours. Otherwise, maybe a sprinkle for the afternoon with temperatures just shy of 50 degrees. Turning breezy too for the afternoon may have gusts around 25 miles per hour. Pretty nice sunset, though, coming our way and dry for your Friday evening plans out. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Ronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 46 Dupont Circle, 45 Germantown, 47 Annandale, 43 and Holding in our nation's capital. Also coming up this morning. High school students have a chance to hear from veterinarians on the realities of the career. I'm Kate Ryan. Plus, even residents who want the old Chevrolet Hospital redeveloped say they have one problem with it. I'm John Doman. It's 1221. No matter who we are or where we come from, we all experience difficulties in life. Military veterans know that sometimes it takes strength and determination to make it through. Whether it's physical challenges or struggles on the inside, it takes strength to ask for help when you need it. Learn how veterans like us have reached out for help and hear stories of strength and recovery at maketheconnection.net. I've got a dead body, Inspector. I may be able to help with that. This winter, all your favorite detectives are streaming on BritBox. Don't miss exclusive new seasons of Death in Paradise. There must be something we've missed. Vera. It wasn't an accident, was it, love? Father Brown. What did he look like? And more. Once you start investigating, you won't want to stop. We're done when I say we're done. Stream your favorite detectives only on BritBox. Start a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning. Welcome into WTLP. Glad you're with us. 
It's 1222 on your Friday morning. This is WTOP News. On the medical page Friday morning here on WTOP, most of the recent improvements in treating cancer have come after successful clinical trials. This Friday morning, one cancer expert says researchers have also learned when something doesn't work as hoped. One recent trial was of early stage colon cancer patients who'd already had surgery. They were felt to be low risk and they didn't need chemo. Julie Graylow's the chief medical officer with the American Society of Clinical Oncology. She says they got a liquid biopsy. As a tumor grows, pieces can break off and circulate in the bloodstream and spread to other parts of the body. That's called circulating tumor DNA or CT DNA. If they started seeing circulating tumor DNA, then they would start chemo. But she says the trial was stopped early because chemo that was started at that point didn't help. She says better treatments are needed. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. How much is that dog in the window? You know, treating patients who may want to stab, claw, or bite you is just one of the challenges that come with veterinary medicine. Next month, high school students locally can attend an online workshop and hear directly from vets in the field about some of the rewards. Dr. Sarah Sirica, a veterinarian at D.C.'s City Wildlife, remembers her first encounter with squeamishness. There can be a little bit of a shock factor or, you know, like, oh, I didn't know bodies could do that. Now, as a vet who's treated everything from pets to possums and eagles, she'll be sharing her experiences with high school students at a virtual workshop next month. Debbie Duell, education director at the Humane Rescue Alliance, explains the students will get lots of practical information. You know, what courses to take? Do you have to have physics? Um, when do you take chemistry? And what does the future of the field look like? Students can register for the online webinar, which will be held March 9th. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. And we're hearing this week from residents locally concerned about the plans of developers of the old Prince George's Hospital Center. The new development is supposed to bring lots of new housing, but also new retail and restaurants that doesn't exist and which residents crave. Caroline Kenny with Urban Atlantic says plans to connect the property with two streets that currently dead end in Cheverly are needed to make that happen. In order to say to a retailer, hey, you're going to benefit from those 3,600 households, we have got to have connections directly into the into the towns. Her group wants to open up Lockwood Road and Inwood Street to do that. Several residents pushed back at another meeting this week. There's no um, value to it. It seems um, to me the benefit is all for the new development. Though they do want pedestrian and cyclist access, another survey of Chevrolet residents is underway to get more feedback. John Dome in WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 25 and 55. WTOP Sports Time, 1225 Friday morning. And our first midnight hit with Mr. Rob Woodford. The Commanders reportedly filling the NFL's last head coaching vacancy with Dan Quinn. So now it's just a matter of his staff. The now former Cowboys defensive coordinator and ex-Falcons head coach is reportedly bringing highly regarded assistant Joe Witt Jr. to be his defensive coordinator. He was with him in Dallas in Atlanta. And ESPN is reporting UCLA coach Chip Kelly is